Broski. Ring ring. Broski, how's it going? Broski, <clears throat> I missed you. How have you been? Broski, I missed you too. Um, missed the breadheads. And, you know, I miss Ty's delicate voice. I, I can uh, I can't help but notice that your voice is a little crunchier today compared to last episode. What happened? Yeah, so I've um, taken, I, I chose to abandon my new microphone. I realized <laughs> that my audio was so good and your audio was so bad that it was throwing off the energy of the podcast. <laughs> um. It was a little bit weird, and I'm glad that you are no longer using that mic on the pod and also at work because um, it was a little bit too sensual. I I got I got to admit, I felt too ASMR. -y. Um, and I prefer for you to be talking at me through a sneeze guard. Yo, my audio is all fucked up. Can you hear me? Yeah. Why did I, ab I feel so dumb. Why did I abandon such a powerful microphone? <laughs> I feel like you're, you're like C-3PO. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Wait, do I sound like Asao or, or what? Oh no, you sound good. You sound good. Do I sound good? Yeah, you sound the exact same. Damn, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. I feel like, I'm, uh, yeah, because it's AirPod 1s, right? Like, I'm kind of torn here with the microphone thing, Eric. On one side, like, I want it to be professional. I know that you got to move differently when you in the industry. So mm -hmm, that means mm -hmm. that we need to uh, tech up when necessary. But on the other side, this pod, this has always been a lo-fi podcast. And I think our dream anyway. was to create a podcast that was for the people, you know, much like Subway sandwiches. It's for the people. And that mm -hmm. means we're not doing this like this like Michelle Obama high end like we're, we don't got we we don't bullshit. got blue check yes. guests yeah it's bullshit, bullshit. We're, this is a classic menu podcast it's timeless it mm -hmm. transcends technology yeah we're not the ciabatta of podcast high we are the signature bmt we're the signature fidget delight meeting mm -hmm. meeting bread together we're just two two breadies happening mm -hmm. at the same time in history and um you know what i don't think we need to level up our audio at all because you know we got no no friends in the industry mm -hmm. it's just me and Utah over here uh talking to the breadheads at their elevation you know what i mean yeah my my brother is my brother that's a fact um i i agree and like we don't need technology to reach for the stars we can elevate our dialogue what, what's the connie line from homecoming it's like reach for the stars so if you fall you land on a cloud beautiful beautiful now, as, as Ty puts on a sock, what are you doing? <laughs> I just looked down and I realized my sock was inside out. It's like 4 p.m. I can't believe I've been wearing my sock inside out all day. This is, I'm so glad cool. I didn't meet anybody today. Well, you know what? That reminds me. I went for dim sum the other day and one of our guests was wearing uh, sandals and slides. Um, wow. Sorry, socks and slides. But I shouldn't say plural because there's only one sock <laughs> so they, they only up. put one sock on they pulled up with one, one sock. sock one sock damn uh, and slides which was like crazy because you can clearly see that they're missing a sock and the rationale was well at least one foot's comfortable <laughs> <laughs> wow that was a politician level question dodge if that if that's all they got away with saying 
<laughs> Absolutely. So I was so taken aback by that answer and how much sense it made that I had to question my whole life. Yeah. Um, so where, whatever happened to the second song? Is it back at home with the, with the napkins and lotion? <laughs> it must be. It must be, uh, you know, in the wash, as they say. In the um, wash. Oh, yeah, that's a great question. For as far as socks go, it's not uncommon to lose socks. I've lost many socks, but I don't typically uh, lose them while they're on my feet. Mm-hmm. Ty, I don't understand how someone can lose a sock. Like one of my pet peeves is when someone says that the dryer ate one of their socks. Like mm-hmm. the dryer doesn't have a mouth. How it, it's literally impossible for a dryer to eat something. Where mm-hmm. the fuck is the sock gonna go? Yeah, the dryer isn't going munch munch. Exactly. It's literally an enclosed space. Like, obviously, you didn't put the sock in there to begin with. Yeah, I do think I know the actual answer to this, but I want to entertain the possibility (laughs) that, like, you've never had a sock go missing because I bet when you run your dryer, well, first of all, you hang dry everything because uh, that's some (laughs) premium textiles in your wardrobe. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's important to call that out. But also, mm-hmm. if you do take on the dangerous process of like machine drying your clothing, I'd imagine you're running that cycle on like a low tumble dry, and you're setting the quantity fill to less, not more. Mm-hmm. So that's true. I got I got a few staple pieces, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, you can probably do a pretty accurate inventory check of what's going in and what's coming out mm-hmm. and nothing get past you you're you're a good guard good guard um but if you're doing inventory when you load the dryer then you might have a little something called ocd because everything that's in the bin just goes in um and i don't even sort colors like i just go like i just grab it just put mm. it in much like when uh you know our sandwich artist puts two hands in the lettuce and just dumps it on the sandwich. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it looks like when I reach into my um, Hermes laundry bin. It's not unlike when the sandwich artist, when you ask for lettuce and when the sandwich artist puts lettuce on your sandwich, but along with that lettuce comes a loose cucumber or perhaps a few green peppers. That, exactly. Those are like your, your pinks and your reds kind of mixing in with the whites. You got to be careful. Yeah, totally. Like you ever just look down at the green peppers and there's like a black olive in there? And mm-hmm. you think, like, maybe I shouldn't get the green pepper today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been some uh, pre- previous patrons have returned some ingredients, I think. Wow, yeah, it, it could be, yeah, refurbished. It makes um, sense. It makes you realize, though, like, on paper, Subway is a great place for someone with an allergy because you have the opportunity to make the sandwich exactly as you want and avoid any of those pesky allergens. However, in actuality, there's so much cross-pollination across those silver buckets. <laughs> and I don't even know if they're changing gloves between sandwiches. It's a very, very dangerous place for the gluten-free daddies listening in. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. But I'm a little bit triggered by your glove statement there. Because can you believe the audacity of Subway to give us paper straws, claiming that it's for, you know, the earth? but then they're throwing out gloves like every two or three sandwiches. That's a mm-hmm. whole pair of gloves. That's that's six gloves per per three sandwiches. Two totally. per sandwich, bro. 
if you look at like the sustainability footprint of your foot long, your foot long print, we'll call it, uh, mm-hmm. it's probably, you. there's probably a lot of nasty plastic in the kind of auxiliary space around your sandwich. Your sandwich is wrapped in paper. You've got the paper straw. You're doing the best you can as a patron. But I bet there's mm-hmm. so much plastic that went behind the scenes, either from the plastic bag the lettuce came in, the gloves the sandwich artist was mm-hmm. wearing, the mm-hmm. the shipment of that lettuce all the way from mm-hmm. some state in Mexico north mm-hmm. to here. Mm-hmm. Maybe they shipped it by air so that it would stay fresh. It's yeah, a lot of jet I mean, fuel, uh, Eric. You're eating jet fuel. That's that's absolutely true. And can you imagine all the fumes coming out of that 3D printer that they used to create the veggie patty? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't get me started on the veggie patty. Whatever witchcraft is in there, I bet there's like all sorts of. You know what? You know how like people <laughs> always say that hot dogs are like just the like the nuts and bolts of other animals, like the scraps that were forgotten. I have the mm-hmm. same theory for the. It's like mm-hmm. the rind of like a lime and the like the off cuts of the broccoli that you didn't really like the ends of the carrot that's all Mm -hmm. you're eating in the veggie patty you're getting the worst part of every vegetable Mm -hmm. it's after they clean off the slicer in the back they just scrape that all into a bin um Mm -hmm. mush some stuff in there whatever else is added to Mm -hmm. mold its form and then yeah it just spat out and put on your sandwich exactly like your tomatoes getting a little brown well, that's great. Veggie patties are brown. Throw it in. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. Perfect. Absolutely disgusting, mate. So this is why I think like it. We I think we need more versatility at the um, ingredient line, especially for vegetables. I think like more access to ingredients that are like unique, fresher. I I had this this moment the other day. Okay, I was at a third wave cafe, and. I looked at like, you know how every cafe has this like baked goods exhibit? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So I looked in through just like I was at the zoo browsing the selection of grain and the croissant section had only one lone cro- croissant left. Just uh, one little survivor. guy, right? A lone survivor. He, yeah, he, he didn't fall victim to the genocide of the breakfast rush. Um, so... I wasn't really craving a croissant, but I saw this guy and he looked plump. He looked sad. He looked like he needed me. And so I decided to drop my lunch plants and cop that like flaky French treat. So <laughs> I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, if there was more than one left, if there was plenty, would I have still bought this croissant? And I thought maybe I wouldn't have. So su- supply and demand, Eric, drove my purchasing behavior with that croissant. Okay. That's fascinating. Um, it, it is. And then it made me realize, like, they just pulled a Supreme on me. Right? Wow. So big, big boulangerie pulled a Supreme on you? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> they pulled a Supreme on me. So it's a Supreme drop, but with a croissant. But, so then I thought, like, why hasn't this idea been toasted yet? Where's, where's the way in this? The way is always mixed up in this. So mm-hmm. it's the Supreme drop, but it's with, here, here here's the thought, Supreme ingredients eric i'm talking non-fungible vegetables you follow him non non-fungi non-fungi tokens yeah you get a selection of ingredients at a subway perhaps it changes daily and every every ingredient is one of one sure you can get the every man's lettuce or (laughs) the 
put pedestrian pepper the 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 pickle of the pleb (laughs) but yes but if you really want a a true signature sandwich a sandwich that you can have your signature on you need to go to the fresh zone the the area with the non-fungible ingredients Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so So, walk walk us through then what is the how do you make a non-fungible ingredient like you know does it matter like if we both get lettuce like it's the same shit bro like we could swap lettuce Mm-hmm. We can yeah, we swap spit, swap Oh, the synergy there, dude. We're swapping thoughts right now. Damn, we're swapping, we're swapping mind games right now. That's crazy. I'm yeah. throwing my ultimate frisbee disc over there into, <laughs> into your bedroom right now. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a weird sentence. The podcasting but... booth. <laughs> um... <laughs> so Ty, how the fuck do you certify? piece of lettuce for me for me my sandwich and well, uh, in my hungry stomach so i think we've established that the lettuce is not the thing we will certify i think <laughs> the lettuce has been um there's there's too much lettuce in the world we, we, there's an overinflation of lettuce so we're not going to focus on that what we're going to do is we're going to bring in every franchise needs its own it needs its in-house like it needs an in-house set of like special a, a, a squad that has a special set of skills to acquire unique ingredients. Their job is to curate a small set of ingredients for the day, one of one of each. And then at, if you buy them at an exorbitant cost, then you can have that signature sandwich of the day. For example, perhaps the in-house forager went out and they found a portobello mushroom and they just brought you one. It's now on display. It's in the, the, we're going to like the special ingredients glass case, much like a croissant and you can choose it to order it and add it to your sandwich. Maybe it comes with a premium price of like an extra $12, but only you got it. It might sell out, but maybe wow. it's something even better. Maybe it's like beluga caviar, you know, or like, like, <laughs> that sounds exactly uh, like what the clientele at Subway is after. I think so. Um, so like a flank of Wagyu beef. Mm-hmm. Have that there's as only, your clear saying There's only one or two. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you show up, you better you better ask for it. And it's on display for you, but, you know, it won't last very long. And you really want to make it in before the lunch rush because, you know, those those construction laddies, they really like mm-hmm. their edible gold flakes on their sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? This, um, I think this would work really well with the bread because mm. they have basically all the ingredients. Like they can have like one or two or like three loaves of the bread of the day. Mm-hmm. And it's like very exclusive. It's, you know, maybe an olive bread. They've baked some bread and they just jam some black olives in there. Like it's a, you know, maybe it's not too expensive or, or different, but it's, it's you know, very limited. So if mm-hmm. uh, if you order it in line, you're going to guarantee to hear people behind you going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to have some, some griping construction yeah. guys behind you. Yeah, some very angry Amazon delivery guys. <laughs> uh some mad mad mechanics mad canics thank you thanks for that <laughs> i i like i think the bread is actually a really good play here eric because the breads are naturally a one of one kind of baking process whereas like if you made like some aioli and put like some saffron in it it's pretty hard to justify that being on only exclusively a single sandwich however mm. if you could put like some jalapenos and perhaps like some asiago on a single loaf or bring in maybe a sourdough 
that would be fun Ooh. and only have a selection of those available. That's not, I, I think that would be a completely viable option for Subway. Mm-hmm. Totally. I would mm-hmm. Me too. In a, in a similar fashion, life imitates art. I was visiting a family member this week and they baked me some Italian herb and cheese bread. <laughs> no way. Yeah, at my request, they said, I'm baking bread. What kind would you like me to make? And you know I had my answer locked and loaded. I've been asked this many times before. Holy shit. Dude, there's nothing you've been asked more in your life. What bread yeah. is like that on? <laughs> what bread? <laughs> <laughs> so this morning I had it toasted. It was lovely. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so homemade urban, urban cheese. And you know what the craziest part is? I still don't know what herbs and cheese are in it. It's still a mystery. Wow. You literally saw into the into the bakery. I know. You into I, the bakery with your own eyes. I could ask the artist, but I like living a little bit of mystery in my life, you know? Mm-hmm, exactly. I love that side. Wow. Wow. So tell me, tell me, how'd you eat this bread? Did you make a sandwich? Did you dip it in some oleo? What was the vibe? I had it with the house soup. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did also enjoy a slice for breakfast with sim- just a, a glazing of farm fresh butter. Oh yes, love me some farm fresh boer. Farm <laughs> fresh boer. <laughs> yeah, it really brings out the the crustiness of it, the um, mm-hmm. the herbiness, the aromatics. Mm-hmm. Or smell it people on with uh, with one of those nice little butter brushes. I uh. I wish I did. I actually don't own any of these like kitchen paintbrushes I see um, Gordon Ramsay using. Or actually, Gordon Ramsay is more of a like he's a hands-on chef. He'll use his fingers, but like like mm-hmm. limp dick. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll uh, spread what's his open. Name? Yeah, he'll spread open that toast just using his index finger and his middle finger to go like this. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's not afraid to get in there with his fingers. But mm-hmm. I think about like a pansy chef like Jamie Oliver, like that mm-hmm. guy. He's the kind of guy that carries a like a kitchen paintbrush in his pocket. Like he wears a smock with a paintbrush in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the kind of guy to carry like Malden salt with him, just in case. Just in case. Just in case the restaurant doesn't have enough, <laughs> like a good quality <laughs> table salt. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Wild tie. That sounds amazing. I would love to have uh, you know a little bit of urban chi at home, homemade urban chi. Hmm. You know what? I'm actually going to go to Whole Foods later today, and you've inspired me to navigate my way to the Terra Bread section of the mm. store and uh, pick up maybe some jalapeno sourdough. What say you, Ty? I do love the idea of like late day grocery shopping because you just end up walking through the bread aisle, knocking on the different like focaccias and Italian loaves, trying to figure out which one still like hasn't gone mm-hmm. stale yet. So mm-hmm. it's a great yeah. time to like under like truly fine quality bread because um you want something that's going to last more than at least two days on your counter yeah exactly um you know much like an italian baker i'm going to uh walk in there and get real handsy with all the bread options mm-hmm. and, uh, you know if it's got a thumbprint in there it's because i i was checking it out earlier totally i'm not a pervert i'm just italian mm-hmm. just like future said i'm gonna put my thumb in her butt uh yeah i guess that's that's kind of like what we're talking about yeah absolutely ty so i only go to the (laughs) store um late at night 
Yeah, because you're doing some nasty shit with the bread, and you I'm just don't want some nasty shit right before closing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a mess in aisle four right before we gotta close. Shit, damn! We'll kick this guy out of here. Yeah, why is there mayonnaise on the floor? He's not shoplifting, but we kind of wish he was. <laughs> just kidding, get out. Damn. Uh, more disgusting shit from my co-host Eric. Um, speaking of disgusting shit. I have a some sandwich artist news I need to share with you, Eric. Oh, okay. Something okay, so in, uh, in in Utah, are you talking about Brian Laundry? Was he a sandwich artist? You know, he definitely gives off sandwich artist energy. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely does the way he handles a knife. The way he handles a knife. The way like a sandwich artist like just discards a cucumber because you don't want it you say oh i changed my mind on the cucumbers and they just like throw it just under the table mm-hmm. yeah mm. just like his girlfriend he really murdered my sandwich <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah kind of like that okay so we're not talking about uh breadhead brian but we are talking about youtube content creator and ex sandwich artist named jermaine way he was fired by the big way because he made some controversial videos from behind the sneeze guard and posted them to his channel. Wait a yep. second. Hold on. You, you had me at Jermaine way. Jermaine. His last thing is way. I think, no, this is just his uh, handle. I'm sure it's a citizen. Oh, okay. Uh, so he yeah. Makes, uh, YouTube videos behind the sneeze guard. And is clipping, he's racking in millions of views. Yeah, he literally said the reason he did it was for money. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you're probably wondering, like, what are these videos about? Uh, they're a bit hard to describe. I think the best term would be like culinary terrorism. Um, he, yeah, I'd show you them right now, but I went to his YouTube channel and they've all been uh, unfortunately wiped. There's like one like 12 inch long apology video. Um, but I was able to like pull up some screenshots and a few other things that kind of completed the narrative for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so like kind of the, some of the stuff he'd do on his not safe for life YouTube channel, he would take the bread out of the, like the bread retarder and just like throw it on the floor and then just like stomp all over it. Or he would like pick up the ingredients buckets from behind the counter and he just like dump them on the floor. So like ham, tomatoes. He'd like make it rain like mozzarella, ch- like shredded mozzarella, just like, wow. kind of like confetti. And then he'd like step on it all, and then he put it back in the containers, and then he like put it back on the on the line. So the assumption was that then it would be served to uh, customers like you and I, Eric, who definitely don't deserve that. <laughs> we absolutely do not deserve that time. Yeah. So, so there's. Oh, you can ask a question. I'll let you speak. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you didn't raise your hand, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I like to just open my trap in class and you know cut the teacher off. Um, right, right. Let it spray. So th- this guy is just actively, you know, fucking with the you know quality ingredients found at Subway, and like basically is costing Subway all his money. Like obviously he's not selling it to people; he's just wasting it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of it is kind of like sabotage, but then some of it is kind of like artwork a little bit like in one video he took a bunch of the cold cuts and he like decorated a toilet seat with them he like went in the subway bathroom <laughs> and covered the toilet in cold cuts holy um, shit dude 
<laughs> yeah uh but then the rest are kind of just like messing with the messing with the ingredients like there's another one where he uh like one by one went over the fridge and removed the gatorade bottles and he'd he'd open the gatorade bottle take a little sippy sip from it recap it and put it back then move on to the next one like he was kind of just like going through a craft beer tasting flight until he had sampled like the whole row of gatorade wow this guy's an absolute monster, and yeah, I'm, uh, um, I'm glad he got fired. But why do people find this so amusing on YouTube? Is what I want to know. How many views is this guy racking in? Yeah, I mean, like we've all been on the dark web. We understand why people are into. Like, we don't know why these people are into these twisted kind of things, but there's obviously an audience. That's true. I don't think he's. He says he's motivated by the money by the views but i think like many psychopaths he's also inspired by like other famous culinary killers like there was one video where he was like standing in buckets of like like the meat buckets but like when i saw it i'm like oh man he's a copycat killer to the like the burger king foot lettuce this guy this guy did that he didn't do burger king foot lettuce but he's like definitely like probably taking inspiration from it as some serial killers do okay interesting so i mean so far what you've told me is he's dumped some shit on the floor he stepped on it and yeah. he decorated the toilet <laughs> a lot of weird bathroom stuff actually a lot of weird bathroom stuff okay that makes more sense i'm hoping yeah, this guy a... can like think of some more unique things to do than just throw, throw it on the floor because you know people do that on accident <laughs> like i've yeah. seen that happen on accident so like you know i want to see some like you know harassing customers or um you know spreading um oil like taking that garlic oil and putting it on his shirt or something mm-hmm, like, i'd like mm-hmm. to see something like that yeah he needs to be more radicalized like i yeah. want to see some real ted bundy shit from this fellow ted mm-hmm. ted bread bundy yeah bre- <laughs> bread bundy i want to see um you know the serial killer go in, go into the uh, line, and uh, you know, not just destroy each individual individual ingredients, but maybe destroy some sandwiches too. Like mm-hmm. I want to see him, you know, make a beautiful sandwich and then 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 just like throw it across the restaurant. Like that could be fun. Mm-hmm. You know the, I mean? At that point, it's like performance art. Mm-hmm. So it sounds he's like been... um, it sounds yeah. like a Jurgen Teller like photo shoot idea. Like, I, you know, so, someone at Subway, you know, ingredients on the floor, glove ripped, you know, you know, the vibe. Yeah, I think they, I think that's actually a, a much needed collaboration. You're going to tell our ex Subway for the next campaign because there's something beautiful about the sandwich at the end of the meal that like the scrap ingredients, both on the paper, on the table, the floor, mm-hmm. my, my t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. So I th- I feel like there's an opportunity to capture that as a still life. Absolutely. We did have a food stylist on the show and we exposed her. <laughs> for, <laughs> for, <laughs> we exposed her for being a fraud because she did not capture. We, you, you know, you would expect people to, if they are hired by Subway to do things like this, then they should be at least patrons of Subway and understand mm-hmm. that half the vegetables are on the paper and not in the sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the sandwich is really just a vessel to carry the vegetables from the 
silver buckets to the floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, yeah, unfortunately, the these vegetables from X Sandwich Artist, I don't even know if you can ever really give up art. If you're an artist, you're an artist for life, IMO, but X Sandwich Artist, Jumaine Way, this was premeditated vegetables on the floor, Eric. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I guess like right now, he hasn't been charged with any crimes against humanity for this action. He's simply lost mm -hmm. his minimum wage job. Uh, mm -hmm. But there is rumors of a pending vandalism charge. So I have a question Ooh. for you. Mm -hmm. Is it vandalism if it's edible? Ooh, this is a good, good question. Um, is it vandalism if it's edible? So you mean like you can lick the floor clean? Yeah, like the, you just remove the deli meats from the toilet seat mm -hmm. and you can put them in a sandwich or in the trash, but... Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think that's a stretch. I think it's, you know, one disgruntled franchisee owner who made a bad casting call. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he realized what a mistake he's made and... Um, He's just looking for some extra cash, just like every other broke boy franchisee owner. Yeah. As an owner, you almost, when you're like going over resumes, you need to kind of, I guess, like typecast your artist and try to determine what type of artist they are. Like as a, if you're looking for sandwich artists, you're really looking for like the sculptor classification of artists, mm -hmm. someone who can work with their hands to prepare beautiful steel statues. But what he mm -hmm. accidentally hired appears to be a thespian of sorts. One <laughs> yeah, who creates hired, the theater. Uh, yeah, he hired the Basquiat, whereas like, you know, I want uh, I want actually a structural engineer to make my sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't you don't want anybody turning the breadway into Broadway, if you will. <laughs> God damn it, you're full full of jokes today. Buddy. A lot of zingers. It's because I'm sober. <laughs> He's sober. I'm not, dude. I had a long day. Mm -hmm. Daddy's had a long day. Mm -hmm. Daddy's had a long day, and he's ready for uh, 12 inches of urban tea. And I think mm -hmm. I'm going to cop at Whole Foods. Yeah, I think I'm going to treat myself to some freshly baked loaves this evening and uh, wash it down with perhaps an IPA. I'd love to hear that. Well, Ty, mm -hmm. today's been a great episode, as always. And mm -hmm. uh, it's good to have you back at you know, ground level with your audio performance. Um, yeah, it's good to have you back. <laughs> yeah, we should have known all along that Apple would provide the best podcast making tools. And shout out to Anchor while I'm at it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anchor is absolutely free, guys. They got creation tools. Um, <laughs> listen, you can pretty much do everything from your phone, all right? They'll even yeah. broadcast your shit to, uh, you know, some broke boy platforms that nobody listens to. Totally. But, and you can yeah. start even making money with no minimum listenership. None. That's right, guys. You don't need a single fucking idiot to listen to your podcast because, hey, as soon as you get, you can just listen to your, yourself and make one cent off of your, your own Anchor ad. And, totally. Uh, and there you go. Uh, you can get started today by hitting the Apple Store and getting the Anchor app right now. Or and I'll drop a hot signing up at uh, Anchor.fm. Beautiful, Eric. Beautiful. And I will leave the breadheads with a tip. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, you can double your listenership with this one easy step. Have a co-host. Wow. Holy shit. Hey. Hey, I love that. Um <laughs> Yeah, man. I I don't think I have any other tips for you because <laughs> everyone else is uh, 
uh, top secret intel. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think you should get anchor and uh, yeah, make a make a bad podcast. Make a bad podcast with us. It's the bad podcast revolution. Absolutely. Okay, Ty. Talk to you later. Have a great weekend, King. You too, King. Think fresh, everybody. Over and out. <laughs>